Well, we're live, man, on the fourth episode of the Plug Podcast with my main man, Ben Lawler, from Tom James and St. Louis Sioux Project. How you doing, man? I'm doing great, Jimmy. Awesome, it's good to man. be here, brother. Yes, sir. Thank you for taking the time out and, you know, coming down and looking good as always. It's kind of yeah. weird to say that. But hey, you look good, you feel good. Exactly. Man. I, uh, Absolutely. I'm okay with that. We want to give you a big shout out, man, for supporting the Kickstarter today, you know, for STL Sticker Swap. Anybody that hasn't contributed, your, you know, name's mud in our book, so you got out of that category today. Absolutely. I appreciate that, man. Awesome. Happy to be part of it, and uh, I think we'll hit that goal in what, the next... Uh, Hopefully 48 hours. Next 48 got- hours. <laughs> yeah. So... Yeah, man, we just wanted to come down, and I know you got a lot of stuff going on with Tom James and the St. Louis Sioux Project, so we, uh, we're not going to take up too much of your time, but we think we could uh, have you guys give some of our audience some pointers on, you know, looking and uh, playing the part a little bit. So Absolutely, um, man. Tell everybody, tell everybody or our listeners, which is probably like my mom and dad and a couple <laughs> other people at this point, but... Uh, Tell us about Tom James and uh, kind of uh, how you got involved with it and what you do on a day-to-day basis for your clients. Absolutely. So, uh, gosh, Tom James is the, uh, the world's largest custom clothing maker. So the company was founded in uh, Nashville, Tennessee, 1966. We uh, started with four guys in that office. Today we have 109 offices across the globe, 3,500 employees, and uh, we just celebrated our 50th anniversary. That's awesome. So Tom James is a company. We're in all three aspects of the industry, right? So we're in retail, wholesale, and manufacturing. So we like to say we're uh, we're vertically integrated. From sheep to suit. Like From sheep to suit. Yeah. In fact, we as a company, we just bought a sheep farm in Australia about two years ago. So now we have everything from the sheep to the finished product. Awesome, man. Um, you know, that's so just some people may think Tom James is one person, but that's kind of a, a hybrid of the two founders, correct? Or, or yeah. the original founder? So or? actually funny story. One of those original four guys, um, his name was Tom James. And after about six months, uh, Tom said, you know what, guys, this concept, uh, will never work. Right. And, uh, they bought the rights to his name for, I think it was like 50 grand. And Tom went off and did something else. And last year we did uh, about $400 million retail. So I think Tom is kicking himself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. To say wow. the least. So you guys, um, you guys do obviously a lot of custom suits and whatnot. Um, what, do you guys like do accessories also? Or like, like what I'm trying pocket to say? Yeah, pocket squares. We do. Ties. So yeah, pretty much everything you can imagine on the clothing side we handle. Right? So my goal... Uh, for clients, typically, is to keep them uh, properly attired for any occasion, whether it's business, casual, social, formal. So, yeah, shoes, hosiery, belts, cufflinks, we do it all. You know, the big thing with Tom James, I would say, is convenience, right? So, typically, what I do is call on clients in their office. You know, go in, take measurements, pick out cloth and accessories, and bring those right back to that customer. Okay. Um. So let's say college kid just graduated. What would be like three essential things they need in their wardrobe? You like yeah, how do you build a successful wardrobe? Mm-hmm. Gosh, that's a great question. I, I would say it almost depends on the uh, on the industry, right? If uh, say it's a young attorney mm-hmm. coming right out of law school, they're probably going to be wearing a, a suit a little more often. So for that young man or woman, 
I recommend the, the cornerstones. So just like you're building a house, you know, you want to have your navy solid, navy stripe, gray solid, and gray stripe. Those are your timeless classics that never go out of style, right? Outside of that, you know, you got to have the right shoes to go with it. It's like whenever you pick up a new car, you got to put the right wheels on it. Yeah. You, know? you got to get so the you, armor all, too. Exactly, man. Shine them tires. And you got to maintain those, uh, those garments. But, you know, if it's somebody getting into maybe the tech industry, wow. I mean, they might be wearing a pair of jeans and sandals. So I would say it really depends on the, on the industry. Uh, one thing I do recommend, though, is um, you want to mirror your audience, right? So if you're meeting with a CEO of a Fortune 100 company, that guy or gal is probably wearing a good-looking suit. So you should, too. But, you know, if you're meeting... Um, Jimbo down here at the office. <laughs> if you're meeting Jimbo, <laughs> how you wear whatever, yeah. right? You wear a pair of jeans. Birthday and suit. Some, but you wear your birthday suit, you know? We're not going to judge you. <laughs> so, so what are some marks of a quality suit? How do you tell, uh, like, kind of what separates a good suit from just an average run-of-the-mill suit? And how could... Uh, some of our listeners tell. I know there's like a wrinkle test where you take a sleeve or something, but mm -hmm. that's probably old school. I don't know who I learned that from. No, I think there is some uh, validity to that. Uh, gosh, whenever it comes to uh, a quality suit, a couple things um, that you want to keep in mind. One is, um, is fabric and the other is construction. Okay. So on the fabric side, uh, just like there's different levels of cars out there, you know, with BMW, you've got a three series, five series, seven series. Same thing with suit fabrics, right? So there's a term called super. Have you guys heard of um, super 100s or super 120s? Mm -mm. Uh, so that's basically a scientific micron reading. And what that means is it's the length of the fiber. Okay. Um, so why that's important is uh, the longer the fiber, the nicer the hand and the more durability you okay. have, right? Sometimes you can get a short, coarse fiber right? That's just rough to the touch and it wrinkles very easily. Okay. So but you want times, super 120 or above or what's kind of the... Man, that's, once you get into the 120s and 140s, that's a nice hand. That's a nice fabric. Uh, but on the other side, it's construction, right? So one thing about Tom James is that we have 11 factories here in the U.S. that make all of our garments. So we're fortunate to keep those jobs here in the States. Whereas some of the other big retailers out there, they're making suits overseas you know the philippines thailand south america now there's nothing wrong with that but i would argue that our construction is uh is maybe a step up from what you find in the store so you being a very fashionable man as you are uh, everyone knows what are some things that you see that are trending i personally think fashion goes in a circle mm -hmm. you know what i mean like eventually like it was popular it's going to come back around it's going to fade away it's going to popular again do you see anything like that when it comes to the to the suits? Because suits are very old school, and they really haven't changed that much. Mm -hmm. You know, that's a great question. I would say um, fashion does go in cycles, right? So men and women, two different animals in, in the fashion industry. So on the male side, you know, 10 years ago, it was the three-button jacket and pleated trousers. Right now, it's the two-button jacket with a plain front. Um, and a few years, that three button might come back, you know. Um, on the high fashion side, it's that double-breasted look, you know, which was popular 20 years ago. But it's making its way back on the coast, right? Um, 
You see the New trend York. start there the most? Absolutely. You see it start in L.A. and New York, and eventually it makes its way to the Midwest. Eventually. Eventually, yeah. So it's, uh, it's interesting. Women, on the other hand, I mean, those, those trends can change every three months. White so yoga pants all day. <laughs> that's right, man. So, so, man, selling people new suits all the time has to obviously be, be good, but what should people do? You know, it sounds like you may have a solution for what people can do with their old suits with the St. Louis Suit Project. So explain how Tom James and the Suit Project and what the Suit Project is. Absolutely. So the Suit Project uh, started about five years ago here in St. Louis. A buddy of mine, uh, Chris Dixon, who's a local attorney, uh, we got together and said, hey, what, um, what's something we can do to give back to the St. Louis community, right? There's so many charities out there. And St. Louis as a whole is very philanthropic. So we thought, you know what? What if we can donate clothing to um, men and women in the area? So that year, we started asking friends, family, clients, and we, we collected about 600 suits. First year? Yeah, first year, and we were able to give away quite a few of those. That next year, about 800. Last year, we donated uh, about 1,500 garments. That's awesome. Here in St. Louis. So, so it's a good way to, uh, to give back. Absolutely. So somebody gives you, donates their gently used garments, you take them to your tailor or uh, I'm missing the term there. Absolutely. Probably. So the way that process works, Jimmy, you donate a suit from your closet that you're not wearing anymore. Um, we have that dry cleaned. Um, we have a climate control, controlled storage unit, right, where we have everything from the 36 short to a 64 long size. And uh, whenever that person um, uh, applies for a suit, we pull it off the rack and start that process. Now, our only requirement to somebody who applies for this free suit is that they perform uh, one random act of kindness. Right, so uh, it doesn't have to cost a dime. Our only requirement is that uh, it's genuine. You know, it's gotta come from the heart. So we've seen, uh, we've seen people pay it forward out there. How, how have you seen people that uh, come in and get these suits donated affect them with like, after you've given them wearing it, like you see a smile on their face, it's like, like you said, you feel good, you feel good, you are good, and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So can you see that with them whenever you give them the suit, they're trying it on? I know it gets their name embroidered inside. Like, mm -hmm. like what's their reaction? Like, Absolutely. You know, it's a, it's a great feeling. Um, you know, I think uh, Benjamin Franklin once said that uh, the naked man has little or no influence on society. And uh, in today's society, um, like it or not, people judge you based on that first impression, right? So if we can help somebody to make just a kick-ass first impression, man, we're doing our part. You know, whenever somebody looks good, they feel good. And whenever they feel good, they project a little power, confidence, influence. So if we can take, say it's a young man off, off the street who wants to be a productive member of society and get into the workplace, the workforce, um, and give them a great-looking suit, it's, um, it's just powerful whenever you can see that, uh, that person open up. And smile. <clears throat> Absolutely. You guys have donated, obviously, to, uh, like, underprivileged youth, um, vets coming back from, uh, you know, active duty. 
Um, and you guys have a couple events each year. So I know you have one coming up in April and maybe another pub crawl type of thing. Tell, uh, tell everybody about the, yeah. uh, the trunk shows. We do. Yeah. So two big events, uh, throughout the year here at St. Louis and it's, um, it's kind of a combination, uh, trunk show. So we'll have the Tom James fabrics laid out and, um, a fundraiser as well. You know, so we raise a lot of dollars for the suit project and we'll collect a lot of suit donations. Uh, so that one is coming up April 20th and 21st, um, location to be determined. Okay. And, uh, the same thing in October. Awesome. Um, now for the pub crawl, that's going to be coming up, uh, late March. And our theme for this pub crawl is tie one on, right? So we're going to have some great t-shirts on yeah. hand and, you know, a bunch of our local supporters, friends, clients, and uh, we're going to raise some money. We're going to have a great time and we're going to support a lot of the uh, local pubs in the St. Louis area. Turn, turn, uh, is it just in Clayton or? Yeah. So it, this year it's going to be in Clayton. Okay. Uh, next round, I think we'll go downtown. Okay. Soulard, maybe. But uh, this year in Clayton. Awesome, awesome. So what's your goals this year for St. Louis? 2017, what, uh, you guys, 1,500 suits last year. What's kind of the, you know, obviously you want to go past that, but do you have a, a dollar amount and a goal? Because I know it costs about 50 to 100 bucks to turn a suit around, essentially, with dry cleaning and all that. Absolutely. So this year, a um, couple goals. Um, one is 2000. So we're going to donate 2000 suits and shirts here in the St. Louis area. And with that $50 marker, you do the math, right? So we're going to raise, we're going to raise some good money this year for the suit project. Outside of that, um, the suit project has really caught fire nationwide, right? So we've formed, uh, chapters in different cities. So we're now in Minneapolis and Memphis, Tennessee. Nice. Um, so we're going to form at least two more chapters this year. And uh, we're going to help out people across the states and basically duplicate the, the model. nonprofit model that we started right here. Well, that's very cool. How, how can people get involved and contribute? I mean, obviously, they could come to one of the events um, or online. Where are you guys at as far as URLs and contact info? Sure. So a couple ways that... Um, that people can help out. One would be uh, just online, you know, the St. Louis suit project.org. We also have a Facebook page um, uh, where we could really use some help is on the financial side, right? We're getting suits and spades. We'll collect 4,000 suits this year, give or take. Um, but we really need some help on the, on the financial side. So uh, if a person feels so inclined, get online, Donate um, through our Facebook page and uh, pay it forward because we'll really help out uh, some men and women here in St. Louis. I just had a couple of fun questions just uh, about your personal style. What's, uh, what's your favorite tie knot? Like, what's your go-to? Does, does that, like, does the shirt affect the tie knot? Like, which one do you pick? I think it does, yeah. So a couple tie knots come to mind, and, and a few things come into play there, right? One is the uh, the width of the collar. You know, so a really popular collar out there right now is the widespread or the British spread. So with those, you know, you want to do a double Windsor, right? You don't want a skinny knot on that uh, that wide collar. But on the other hand, if you have more of a narrow traditional spread, I typically stick with uh, what they call the four in hand 
and uh, you can do that with uh, just a nice thin silk. But uh, I'd say those are two of my favorites out there right now. Okay. And uh, shoes, like obviously it's very important to match the shoe color to the belt. Is there any other rules to that, or is it just as long as they match? You know, so one, when it comes to shoes for men, uh, there's three basics mm -hmm. uh, as far as color, right? You're black, brown, and burgundy. Um, now you do. Typically, you want to match the belt with the shoe. I mean, that's just a no-brainer. Um, but if you're going with, a, say, a pair of suspenders, right? The braces are coming back. Those don't necessarily have to match. So I guess my recommendation there would be uh, um, just do one, right? Don't do both. Occasionally, you see that guy that's trying to do the belt and suspenders. Um, yeah. Hey, I didn't mean to call you out, man. So <laughs> yeah. whatever works for you. Not necessarily. I, I see the watch band as more of uh, an accent piece, okay. you know, kind of like a pocket square or cufflinks. It's okay for those to stand out, to pop a little bit and not necessarily match. Um, but I think certain bands are a little more formal, you know, like a gator or a crocodile band, I think looks great with a three-piece suit. But if you're going a little more casual, put a, you know, rubber or uh, maybe nylon uh, for the strap on a timepiece. Another question, how, how often suit should a person dry, dry clean their suit? I know it's not every time you wear it necessarily. Like, is there a time period? Like, every four or five wears, you'd go dry clean. So I would say a couple of things come into play there. One would be um, your rotation, right? So if you've got a solid two-week rotation of suits and you're wearing a suit every day, you're going to have those dry clean more often. But if you're the guy that just wears a suit once a quarter, you're not going to have a dry clean that often. Now, typically, what I recommend if the suit is not soiled, if there's not a mm -hmm. noticeable stain on it, just have it pressed, right? It's about a third the cost, and it's much easier on the garment. The other thing you want to think about is uh, the dry cleaner that you're working with. So typically, a good dry cleaner will use uh, a petroleum-based salt. And why that's important is uh, it's easier on the garment, so you don't really... Uh, beat it up gotcha. but Very typically cool. to answer your question you know with the proper rotation maybe once a quarter just not that often so you're over so you're overdue gosh in the closet I've got uh, it's uh, it is a good question I would say maybe 60 okay give or take but keep in mind those are seasonal Right, so you've got your summer, spring, summer, seersucker, linen, poplin, you know, winter. You've got more of your, you know, flannel, cashmere. Yeah, so I would say eighty percent of suits out there are wool. Now, your most common suit out there is a lightweight worsted wool. Um, now, does everybody need sixty? No, but being in the business, you yeah, know, I have access well, I to. Have yeah. yeah. Do you have like a go-to power suit, like something that you're like, you just know you can't be denied in? Or they all, they all seem like power suits, but is there one that you're like a favorite suit or something that you're like, when you step out, you just know you're crushing it? You know, I would say that goes back to, um, to mirroring your audience, Okay. right? If you're seeing that really classic conservative client, man, I'm just wearing the solid navy, 
power suit. So when you met, went and met with the big wig down there if the, the other day for your, uh, you know, kind of your meeting as the powers to be, yes. what, what would you pull out special for that? Was that a special suit or did you mirror the audience and you knew that individual? So, you know what, that's, that's a great question. I knew what I was walking into. So I rocked out the, uh, uh, the gray window pane, you know, it's just a cool transitional suit. And what I mean by that is you could rock that jacket out as a sport coat. Um, you could rock the pant out by itself just with a polo shirt, but man, you dress that up as a full suit. And it, uh, I would say that's one of my favorites, man. And that's what I, that's what that's I rocked out this past week, man. Okay. So it you know what, you, well. you want to mirror the audience, but you know, not become twinsies essentially. So maybe just like kind of a slight mirror. Right. Absolutely. I would also recommend dress one step above okay. your audience. Right. So if your audience is wearing a sport coat, you wear a suit. Right. If your audience is just wearing khakis and a polo shirt or a pair of jeans, rock out a cool sport coat. Awesome, man. Well, doing all this, you know, selling all these suits and doing all this good for the community, you obviously get parched and get thirsty. And sounds like you have another venture, like you have more time. I don't know how you get more than 24 hours in a day, but uh is it true you have a a liquor store slash uh kind of convenient bar drive-through liquor store that is yeah absolutely so last year uh we bought a liquor store down in uh, southern illinois and it's uh it's kind of a play on words right so my last name is lawler i'm one of six boys uh, the lawler brothers right so we're calling this place brawlers right because our i would say our family were we were scrappers growing up you know a lot of wrestlers i got into boxing a little bit nice um but yeah brawlers is um is the number one drive-through liquor store in uh, in southern illinois and we've got a great selection of wine beer oh my gosh vodka if you're into um you know scotch bourbon you name it awesome um, but the nice thing about about liquor is that um People drink for just about any occasion. Yeah. Right? They drink when the economy's up. It's Thursday. Hey. They drink because it's <laughs> Thursday. They, they drink when the economy's down, right? Um, but it's been a lot of fun. It's, um, it's profitable. Nice. And uh, we're talking about opening our, uh, our second location this year. Very cool, man. Well, congratulations, dude. That's great. Thanks a lot, I know lot, you got man. some beer garden aspirations and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, so. that's right. So this summer uh, at our... Our, at our location, it's a, the spot sits on uh, about an acre and a half, right? So we've got some room out back. At this point, it is just a drive-through, but we also have the poor license, right? So we're able to have uh, a bartender on hand. But this summer, we're going to open up uh, the beer garden out back. We're going to bring in some live music, um, maybe do a tasting of some local craft brews nice some good food and some of our favorite people on hand so uh, i'll awesome. keep you guys in the loop yes. on the uh, we'll be on waiting the for the invite yeah. well hey you know tell everybody how they can get in touch with you we know you got to jet to another meeting here i do uh, yep, i've got one right so down the road tom james and st louis Sioux project tell them how to get a hold of you and uh we appreciate it absolutely well thanks again for uh for having me on this morning it's this uh, award-winning it's podcast awesome. What's that? It's an award-winning podcast. Yeah. You could drop that in there. I mean, the top award-winning, world-class podcast. It's a, It really is an honor to be here, guys. Um, but as far as getting in touch with me, you can hit me up on LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter. Um, but just uh, just get on our website, you know, tomjames.com or the St. Louis Suit Project and check us out. 
And uh, if we can help you out, let us know. Awesome, man. Well, thank you. Thanks, man. Absolutely. Peace. Peace.